Hello and welcome to the True to Life podcast and you're joining in for episode 26 with this very special interview episode with my roommate Connor Chan. Ironic, this is this is awesome. Um, we're actually in our room right now for the YouTube viewers. Um, yeah, this is going to be a really cool episode. So Connor is a uh, cross country runner. He also runs track. Uh, I met him at Holy Names last year, actually, and, you know, we knew each other, but we never really had time to, you know, sit down and talk and get to know each other that yeah. much. So this is especially cool that we'll have to have the time to sit down and have this conversation, but we're roommates, so for a lot of the time, we're, you know, we're, we're in here. So mm-hmm. this is going to be a really cool episode, so we're going to dive right into it. Um, so, Connor, you, uh, you're you a cross-country runner. How did you get into cross-country? Because a lot of people don't like running, so how, how did how did this happen? Um, so actually I've, um, before cross country, I've played 13, 13, 13, 10 years. You know, it's, it's been a long time playing baseball. Um, I started off with that. I've played since kindergarten, since I was five. And, um, you know, you start growing to like love the sport, but it got to a point where it was, it was too much for my mental. Um, the competition got too high, um, for even the high school level for me. So, um, when I went to the high school level, um, actually the team or the school didn't even have any, um, baseball team or like no clubs. So I actually joined cross country and track. Um, I had a couple of my friends join as well from other schools, but honestly, it's like, it's been, it's been a journey where you think you found your sport, but, um, honestly like another blessing comes in and now i'm here you know it's been a journey with a lot of running and a lot of like put a lot of miles on those legs all (laughs) those miles all those summer training it's crazy yeah i mean obviously so cross country being an individual sport where you're kind of running yourself obviously collectively like the points are tallied as, as a school or a team but when it's just you out there all alone, you're running for me, that's what I'm so fascinated about is like kind of the mental side of running. So I, I'd love to talk about that a little bit in this, in this episode is you're out there mile five, six, seven, eight, however long you're going. How do you you know keep that the mental piece going one foot in front of the other and just like keep going? Like, yeah. So actually I've talked to my mental coach for cross country, uh, Kim Neal. Honestly, she's, she's a great person to talk to about, um, overall just ending the workouts where um you know how are you feeling are you checking in pretty well are you being physically there and mentally there because sometimes like you're just out there running but your mind goes off into a different space you mentioned that how when you're out there running it was just your mind just goes blank which is kind of a cool feeling but can also be a little little scary because you're really not really there but yeah, yeah you can explain that yeah so it's like um you kind of just drift off into like your own mindset where it kind of just turns off. And I love that feeling because honestly, it's just like putting one foot ahead of the other where I'm just, I'm just soaking in the surroundings and just putting in that mileage where it's like, it feels rewarding afterwards to be like, wow, like I really did 10 miles of this. Like that's insane. Or just like doing a, doing a workout where you feel like you, should be running slower actually but then your times relate to a faster time you know running is one of the main exercises because ironically enough i don't know if i've mentioned this on this podcast but i actually ran cross country in in high school yeah. and i remember you know getting out of school and 
we were just running like you know three four five miles i don't think we're, we don't really run as much as you guys in practice the most we ever did in practice was like five or six miles but um i, I remember that feeling of the the the, the mental side and the, the endorphins that you'd get you know just those brain chemicals at finishing the run it felt so rewarding finishing a running goal you look on your phone you can see like your route and everything like it's a rewarding feeling you know finishing a run and something that you know cross country it's a very you know unique sport in that way that it's it's just you like you can go out and get a run in any time and like you don't have to rely on anyone else and you can just go and it's just you versus you every time it's yeah. really cool i mean that that's why i like i love the sport um like i can just run out of here run out of the dorm basically and just clock in some miles and like not do anything um but like it's it feels very rewarding like you said it's just like like anyone can connect can actually just run and and actually enjoy the sport. Like I see a lot of hobby joggers out there. Just like even at H and U, um, there was that Oakland Track Club um, working out at Piedmont High School, where or us H and U athletes were just a small group of guys and gals, and you know just putting in that workout as as well. But honestly, props to like anyone else that's an adult and doing those like nine to fives or doing their own business. But like if they can get that run into like hats off to them. Like I, I wish I can do that too. Uh, no, absolutely. After, after collegially. So. Yeah. I mean, so coming from HNU, now you're here. Um, how's the transition been for you? And also kind of comparing the team atmospheres, like the people on the team from there, like what, what differences are you experiencing so far? Um, honestly, just because it's like a bit, uh, a bigger team. Um, you know, like we have a full roster this year. Um, Last year at H&U, it was kind of difficult because we only had five guys. And with those five guys, like, you you need everyone to be there. Otherwise, you have to pull someone from another team. But um, it's that sense of, like, reliability with others this year. Um, just because, like, we have more flexibility, you know. Um, I love the resources out here. Coach has been For sure. great and amazing. And, um, I mean, the transition here is, like... I actually, uh, actually, first, it's kind of tough, but I mean, I mean, with you being my roommate, honestly, it's like it made it so much easier. No, I, I thought about that too. And we can talk a little personal here too. I don't, I don't mind. Um, yeah, no, it, it did it help the transition. Like, mm-hmm. already it was smooth because the, the schools are pretty similar. Yeah. But you know, someone, you know, we're both student athletes, and we want to get to bed at a good time. You know, get up in the morning, be productive. I mean, it's worked out really good. It's helped with the transition for sure. I can definitely agree with that. Yep. Um. <laughs> So when, at what point did you know that you wanted to, you know, compete collegiately for cross country? I mean, at some point in high school, did it click for you? Like, oh, yeah, I really want to try to do that. And how was that getting connected with schools? I'm not really sure how it works for cross country. So how, how did that work? So actually, like during COVID, so that was like my senior year. So I didn't really have a senior year to compete. But um, thankfully, that was like a disguise, blessing in disguise for me where I actually joined uh, College of San Mateo, um, where I did junior college there for two years. One year athletically, one my freshman year where I just did just complete academics. So I had some personal training by myself. Um, did it did that with um, my high school friends, my high school coach, and then my sophomore year. Um, that was where I really like locked in on like this is where I should be. I want to be at this level, and I actually want to compete collegiately because um, it was like. That atmosphere was like very tense, but it was also very rewarding to think that if I can handle this, 
sky's the limits here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because um, we had this like dog mentality because we were the bulldogs. Oh, but, yeah, that's um, awesome. It was great though because um, my head coach at CSM, he was D1 at um, UC Davis, but um, phenomenal sprinter. But um, he always like drove in that that mindset of you have to have that dog mentality, championship mindset, last rep, like you gotta gotta blow it all out, you know. I think that's applied to every sport. It's cool. It's no matter what you you see that as a reoccurring theme for athletes. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, it was kind of like our last chance before conference where we we needed a, a time to compete for a conference within the junior college. So um, fortunately enough, I I ran a good time in my 800. And one of the coaches from Holy Names pulled me over and we just had a talk about, hey, like we see we see you being on the team and this is the possibilities on what could happen. And honestly, just went through there. That's awesome. You know, just had the visit and, you know, talked the financial aspects of it. And then and then that eventually just led on to here. Yeah, I know. It's funny, funny story that how that all transpired. Um, yeah, no, I think that's really awesome. I mean, going the JUCO route freshman year and then you know, academics all freshman year. So you got to experience that part of, you know, college to the JC and then, you know, then diving into the collegiate side of it and now transferring to a four year now to another four year. It's been a, it's been a crazy journey for you. So that's pretty crazy. Um, kind of of the like journeyman type, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, you, you've been now, this is your third school and hopefully, you know, you can finish things out here and, you know, move along with your life. But yeah, the journeyman, Mm -hmm. I like that. (laughs) Um, okay. So your schedule as a cross country student athlete, what does it look like for you? Take us through morning time and how you balance like the school side of things as long as you also get your runs in you guys got a lift on some mornings so what does your schedule look like as a collegiate runner yeah so with that like for examples our monday and wednesdays um we have those 6 a.m practices you know oh, yeah. so <laughs> wake up at five get ready you know put on those put on those short shorts and then put on the hoodie on just staring at those shoes for about a couple minutes in the morning. Am I really about yeah. to go and run right now? Exactly. No, and then meet up at Conlon Gym, uh, group night with the guys and gals and see what we have to do. And then after that, we do our post lift with Coach Matt. And then afterwards, I have work. I actually work at the bookstore. So um, that goes like boom, 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 like straight away. Like so I have to switch off this athletic mindset into like the retail mindset. And then right yeah, after that, make sure you got to upsell those shirts. Got to exactly. get those sales in. Yeah. That marketing stuff. So, yeah. Um, and then afterwards class until like 4 PM. Um, it's kind of draining, but like, you know, that's, that's just part of it. Got to get that money in. Got to get that academics up. And so, you got to get your run in. Exactly. Um, and then after that, um, I have to do some community service parts, um, for my classes at nine yeah. or late night so um but that's that's usually like those busy days my tuesdays and thursdays are pretty mellow you know get my morning run around like 7 a.m meet up with some of my teammates and then head out to class and then have work and then that's about it like and then yeah yeah pretty chill so one thing you're speaking to here and i'd like to circle back on it only because it's the one of the big premises of this show, um, speaking to, you know, student athletes and also just busy people living their lives in general, you list off a lot of those things that you go through during a day. 
what's worked for you in terms of organizing that to make sure you can achieve that day and just not feel exhausted and burnt out at the end of the day. Because oftentimes people with busy schedules, they wake up and they're just chasing their whole day as opposed to, you know, having it scheduled and layered in a way that you feel like you're just knocking things off like one by one, but you feel fulfilled and accomplished and not burnt out at the end of the day. So what what's worked for you and, you know, not absolutely feeling burnt out. Yeah. So like those, you know, like those breaks between. So I like to have those downtimes. You really use them. Yes. Yeah. Take those like 15 minute naps if you have to. Honestly, like you might feel like, hey, like I don't need this nap right now. But you'll you'll feel it like halfway into work or halfway into class. Like I need this, you know, pack those snacks. Like you need to feel, feel up your body to feel like, hey, I can actually like listen to the class and um but no like i like to emphasize my downtime though because i don't get that a lot on my busy days i like to you know go on tiktok go on instagram just go on my social medias get get connected with um outside of sports and academics and all that stuff i like that using that that time to really 10 15 minutes recover yourself and then get back into it I like that. So honestly, what my takeaway would be is if you have a super busy schedule here, make sure to, you know, input those t- that 10 minutes, that 15 minutes into your schedule. So you have a minute to regroup because sometimes look this, I think it was Caitlin, actually, Katie, yes. she's a huge fan of the show was on the show. She put this on her story. It's if you don't put breaks and rest into your life, your body's going to force you to do it somehow through like a mental burnout. You're going to be super stressed out and you're going to be just miserable. So it's like, you've got to plan ahead with that. And I think that's what you're speaking to here is yeah. it's really smart. And Cause sometimes like, I'll come back and you're on your bed, you're showered. And that's like a, one of those times where you're just like maybe using, you know, getting yourself ready. I think that's mm-hmm. like so important because you know, I'll be honest here when we're true to life, we're being, we're being true to ourselves and authentic. I sometimes am chasing my day. Like mm-hmm. I'm running behind. I even have my Google calendar. I made a solo pod about that. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the Google calendar is big time. I love that one. Cause yeah. I've been, I've been using Google calendar it's, now. It's, it's super helpful for scheduling, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm chasing, I'm at practice then I'm going to eat. Then I'm back here and you'll see what I do sometimes. I'm coming, I'm grabbing something and then I'm off again. Now I'm yep. back. I'm just mm-hmm. running in and out and I'm not taking that that time and I think it's super important to do so so mm-hmm. I'm personally taking notes right now so I'm going to be implementing this so yep. I suggest those listening do it the same mm-hmm. yeah no I love because it's like it's all those like mental refresh too because oh, you're gonna have that workhorse mentality of like if I can do all this now like like you can do this in the work field too but it Absolutely. starts it starts adding up because once you start going like halfway into the season where you are burnt out now it's like well, now it's going to bite you. And you're playing catch up. Yes. 100%. That was very, very good insight. I love it. Um, yeah, so the scheduling and management is huge. Um, what, what do you do on – what does a recovery day or an off day look like for you? And when you have, like, a full day off, well, how does that look for you? Um, so I like to reflect on, like, my Fridays. Those are, like, usually in my day offs, kind of those easy Friday. days. Yeah. You know, just kind of, like, see what I did um, throughout the week and what I can do with that next week actually and kind of just say like hey like how can I make my Mondays better how can I improve on that like hey like can I make a meal in between this time can I bring a snack or can I actually just have some more downtime so taking that Friday and looking back at your week and seeing how you can tweak it to make it better Mm -hmm. constantly improving yep I love that 
Obviously, dude. Got to go up 1% every single day. The one percenters. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. I like that. Reflection Fridays. Mm-hmm. I might, I might have to get it. So is this something that you're, you're writing down or is that something you just do as a mental exercise? Just a lot of those mental notes because, you know, you, you have in those like, you have those like clock-ins of like, oh, shoot, like class starts now. You know? Yeah. That's it's <laughs> like, so with that, can you like, like with you today, like you were trying to rush in to get breakfast. Oh, yeah. But I mean, since I'm there early, like I can help you out to get that food early. So that way you can fuel up before your class starts. No, that was smart. I was, I'll be honest. I was like five to six minutes late to class today because I was trying to prioritize my rest because I know sleep's very important mm-hmm. in recovery. But as I was trying to get to the cafeteria to, you know, get a little omelet before I go into class, the grill was backed up and that made me late to class. So that was a very bad example of, you know, planning ahead. But yeah. you're right to use, you know, ask you for the, the help there. That would be smart. And that would be yeah. a mental note that I would take and then exactly. make next week better. Yeah. It's just like, you know, like, yeah. How, how can I make my other day better for the next week? The so. daily one percenters. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm curious, what is the longest run you've been on? Man. Oh, gosh. Um, I believe it was in high school. Um, it was during the summer, so I was trying to get better to become in the top seven of the team. Yeah. Because top seven, they go to state, they go to regionals. So I did one, there was like this one day, it was like my sophomore or junior year. Yeah. And I, I like to get there early. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I get there at eight while everyone else get there at nine. So I get six miles before everyone else. Then I do about 10 or so with the team. Oh, my gosh. And then afterwards, I was like, I really racked up 16 miles today. But what I'm going to do when I get back, walk my dog, and then do another three more miles. So I I did about like 19 or 18 miles. Oh, man. Yeah. So you go and get the six miles in on your own, the 10 with the team. Talk, Talk to me about when you're doing that 10 with the team. Is there a slight mental edge that you have knowing the fact that you are out there keeping up and you already ran six miles on your own? Yeah, because it's like that mentality of just like, I'm here working before you guys. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and I've shown up an hour before all you Giving y'all. you that edge. Exactly. And it's like, you guys aren't going to do the same that I'm going to do. Despite like, hey, like you're faster, you're faster than me, but I will be there like before you guys put in that work look that's like the sneaky competitiveness that some people have you know what i mean because mm-hmm. there's obviously basic competition in like a you know baseball or soccer where you're you know actively trying to score on someone or things like that but taking that that mental competitive edge where you're there you're you're, you're trucking along on mile seven of the 10 with the team mm-hmm. but you're on mile 14 15 because you already started like that has to play into confidence that you oh, carry yeah. over mm-hmm and that actually um that actually kind of showed like in our high school team where we had those like in season stuff so like at tracks like a track at track practice actually where we we had just like a bunch of guys that actually want to work and we had those 20 minutes in between like class and pra- when practice was starting so we did 2 miles before everyone else did and they were like y'all are crazy but that's how you get better. No, absolutely. It's like me getting in the gym and getting shots up and then everyone walks into practice. Oh, and then I'm getting shots up after practice. It's those little feelings that give you that mental edge. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad you shared that. Um, so what is one run 
and I'd like you to pick a different one than the one we talked about just now. Mm-hmm. That really stands out to you as being like really difficult. Like it was a mental hurdle. It was a it was a strain to to push through because there's there's gotta there's, there has to have been some that stand out. Definitely like any of those like college Sam Mateo workouts where um, my coach Coach Burns um, absolutely drilled us on like Monday and Wednesdays practice because those were track workouts where it was insane. We did um, one workout where it was like four by 350 meters all out. And then right as you finish, walk over, then you start it up right again. Yeah. As a as a distance runner, I mean, I have some speed. But when I tell you like I've, I wanted to puke after like yeah. set one, it was real. Like I, I thought I was going to pass out that day. And because it was like super high, it was like 90 out. But that changed my mentality of like, do I really want to be in this sport or do I actually like enjoy this? That question is pivotal. I think every athlete hits it at some point. Yeah. And you make that decision. Do you want to go all in or not? Exactly. Yeah. And then I I finally locked in. I was like, you know, he's got to just suck it up. Like you can't look, you can't drop out now. Like you already got yourself into this. It's a de- so. defining moment. Of That's course. Cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that workout was, like, definitely the one that stood out to me because yeah. I think that defined me now. I so. love that. Uh, I have a quick little side question. Um, so, College San Mateo, Holy Names, Dominican, which school that has had the hardest workouts? Ooh. You know what? Actually, we'll do a game. You rank them. Okay. From top to bottom. Let's hear All right, it. for sure. Um, I think now College San Mateo ranks up top there. Really? So, they, take note there. Yeah. JUCO can sometimes be harder than the four years in terms of the work. It's a doghouse in JUCO. All my friends that are in at junior colleges, teammates that have been JUCO have said this, that JUCO is a real grind, it's, no matter what the sport is. It's real because they want you to be in there collegially. So you got to have that collegiate mindset. Otherwise, yeah. you're just a glorified high school athlete. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, If you're just there for fun, like, don't, don't joke around because there's actually people fighting for scholarships out there. Yeah, they they want that. Like they want to be those D ones. So, to be there to have that mentality, it's like crazy. Because although my coach was a sprint coach, he didn't know much about long distance, but he built me that mentality that I I want to gain from like H and or Dominican. Because that's cool. Because by then, once you're already in the collegiate level, you're you're already locked in. Because you have that dog mentality. Bro, I, I'm, this is the first time I've sat down with Connor. He's talking about dog mentality. Like, this is awesome. Uh, wait, so what were the after College of San Mateo? What were um, the other two? Gosh, I think Dominican now. Oh, really? Dominican has like, we have those long workout days where it just goes boom, boom, boom. But like you kind of just like zone out. I'm like, oh man, like I'm already done. The, and zone, the zone out. I'm I'm on. I'm very fascinated by the zone out. Yeah, just you know, it's just that it's that like lock. It's like your brain just like goes off Clicks. and it's like. And yeah. then H&U. Yeah, H&U was like, I'm going to be honest, like, it was... It's okay, you, it you're was, allowed to speak truly. The school is completely shut down and it's dead. So you can say whatever you'd like now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, H&U was like, it was a good experience, but it was, the workouts seemed a little, um, it seemed a little too weird to me where I wasn't like gaining the full potential. I think 
Your coaches are not going to run you. You can speak very no, honestly. Anthony Lozano, <laughs> when I see you on East Bay, bro, like I'll, I'll be on you. But that's awesome. Send this to him. <laughs> and send him this clip. <laughs> no, say it, for real. That's yeah. awesome. Speak your truth. No, but it was. I mean, it was a good experience though. But it was just, um, you know, being like first year, like collegially, it was like it was all right. But you know, like on this is better. Worst case scenario. This is how I've tried to view my time with HNU. Mm-hmm. Um, with that dog mentality, with that, you know, balancing the school side of things, coming out of high school, going there, just using that for what it was, right? Give you some collegiate experience. And now I'm here where it's a little bit more of a real college environment. You know, our practices are, you know, more physical. They're a little bit longer so far. We haven't even gotten to full season yet. And I'm like, wow, this feels different. Um, You know, all the guys are super bought in and locked in and it's just a whole new vibe. And H knew exactly what you just said. It gave you a little bit of collegiate experience and now you get to finish that experience here, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I always like asking guests this question. Mm. Um, If you could go back in time and give your younger runner self. So that's either it can be high school or even your San Mateo days. What would you like to tell tell that that Connor to, you know, just, you know, this is what I know now and passing it, passing it down to you again. Do things differently. It's just that, like, you know, never give up because, like, there's times where you actually want to, like, quit and, like, don't do the sport anymore. But it's it feels very rewarding to see that, hey, this is what you're at now. And don't ever forget that because these tough times before, it'll translate into success. And thankfully, I'm just here now to, like, compete. And just get a one more chance to to make my name out here. So yeah, you know, just stick along with it. Um, don't think otherwise. Don't talk down to yourself. Um, there's always gonna be people with you, um, even though they're only there for a short time. Um, but that's why I love it, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sure this is your first time on the pod, man? Look at you. You just laid out like the the <laughs> blueprint right there. That was amazing. Yeah. I love that. Um, so you're a good student, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. And what are your what are your tips and tricks to achieve in the classroom? Because I'm really I'm really big on the classroom. That's one of the reasons why I'm here today, is you know really focusing on you know getting good grades and trying to learn as much as I can. Um, yeah. So speak on the the classroom side of things. Uh, I like to be in the front of the class. You know. Hear that? Always be there. Cause when Dion Sanders said that, I was like. I got to do that too, but front of the club. Mm-hmm. Guilty as charged. It's in the back. I for whatever reason, I think it's because some of these classes have been a little bit tricky at times. Mm. That I've been kind of in the back. They, they my professors this year is just a lot of our forty minutes of just straight lecture. Yeah, I feel it's not like. really engaging. So I've had a hard time then grappling with that, and I'm gonna speak a little bit more at length in this, like another you know solo pod episode, mm-hmm. but. Um, it's been a tough adjustment. So I, maybe getting in the front might actually help. So I might actually have to implement that. Yeah. Please continue. So I also like to wear like any Dominican stuff. Anything that kind of corresponds to, hey, I'm an athlete. I'm responsible for myself to become a student first, athlete second. And, you know, you always have to put yourself out there to know that the professor knows that you're engaged. Um, I like to relate to my cultural anthropology class because I sit in the front, but sometimes when the class is silent, I like to chime in a little bit. Yeah. You, you should know, get involved, joke around a little bit, but also know what you're saying as well. And then, 
you know, when there's like those lecture times too, um, you know, you can like you can sit there and soak in like what's happening, because you know, at the end of the day, you're like we're all tired, we're all done with like practice, we're all done with weights, but um, you know, it's just putting yourself out there. Um, so, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, funny thing. It popped in my head. I'm trying to share it. Right as you were saying the are you tired thing, I just mm-hmm. I imagined Jason saying, are you tired? Bro, oh my God. <laughs> oh, never mind. Shout yeah. out, a quick shout out to Jason. You know, from HNU to here, yeah. he's, he works in the cafeteria. Great dude. He always asks you if you're tired. Every, every morning, every night, anytime. Are you tired? Hey, Nanak, are you tired? <laughs> hey, Connor, are you tired? So, sorry, that's why I chuckled a little here on the side. No, that's what no, I was thinking about. Um, for you, what, what does studying look like? And how, do you, how does that fit into the, to the schedule? Is that a set time that you set, you know, before the week, before the day? How does it look like, you know, to make sure you're achieving and, you know, have time to get your work done? Yeah, I, I like to, so when I do, like, my assignments, I like to highlight, like, whatever vocabs or terms that are used for the chapter. Um, so I like to do that, but luckily, like for most of my classes, we have to do like discussions or like forum post. I like those so, a little bit better, more yeah. engaging. Mm-hmm. So like I, I would have to actually look through the page, look through the terms and relate back to what we're talking about. So I do that while like I'm studying. Yeah. If that makes sense. But it's like you take those notes in your head, like oh like this is what it is and you kind of just since you're typing it out like that's my studying so yeah no i like that i think it's different for everybody Mm -hmm. but as long as you have that time set aside yeah for sure so this is the last question i want to ask you before we go to my quick hitters i love those yeah (laughs) um so i really like what you're tapping into of what you would have shared to your younger self but now i want you to take a step back and speak more broadly to student athlete listening or just any person listening um, of something that you've learned along your journey that you would just like to share with this world. Who knows who's listening? You never know who's listening. I think that's so beautiful about this platform and you know, this product I've been working on uh, product is in podcast. Uh, you never know who's listening. So just something to, to share out there to the world. Yeah. I mean, never put your like self on the spotlight because otherwise you're going to have your negative times. And I mean, I, I believe a lot of student athletes put themselves in that spotlight. Where, put a lot of pressure on themselves. Yeah, like you think all the coaches are looking at you, all the all your teammates are looking at you down. But you know, just know that people are around you, like looking and striving for the same goal. Um, I believe that everyone should build each other up, and you know, like I said, just have that dog mentality of never back down and never give up i love it drop the mic man that's that's amazing all right so first off it's been absolutely great conversation so i really appreciate your time uh yeah to get to close out with some quick hitters what is your go-to post meal run like your post run meal sorry i said that backwards yeah. yeah you know i love me some like good instant noodles though okay so sometimes like my stomach gets like a little upset so i need something warm but also, like, it needs something, like, starchy and, like, some carbs in there. So, yeah. I love some, like, good spicy noodles. This isn't one of the ones I had written down, but what about, like, pre, pre-run? pre What does that look like for mm, you? Pre-run? Um, you know, sometimes, like, I just like to eat, like, half a granola bar. Something quick. Like, something yeah. quick. But, like, if you're waking up, like, 5 a.m. like me, like, it's hard to fit in something. Yeah. It's a 
to digest that and like get a workout in it's yeah. not gonna go well yeah. no absolutely um would you rather run on the beach or in the mountains Ooh. see because i've done both because yeah. i'm from pacifica so what's better so man that's a that's a tough one i like to hmm we're experiencing yeah. a quick dorm. There's an alarm going on. I, I'm not sure if it's a fire. All right, I think a fire alarm's happening. We're gonna have to pause oh, this episode. Shoot. We're gonna pause the episode All real right. quick. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Super sorry for that, um, you know, interruption. Uh, for real, like just right here in the uh, dorms, the fire alarm started going off. This is, you know, part of the things about just being in a dorm, trying to you know, produce the podcast. So super sorry about the delay, the interruption. Uh, just want to finish up episode cause we are pretty much closing up here. So, so thank you for staying with us, uh, along the ride. So Connor was completing his answer of running on the, either the beach or the mountains. And he living in Pacifica has experienced both and please continue on your answer on that. No, actually looking back at it now, I think I like running on the beach. Really? But like, you know, like not those like sandy parts of the beach, but like kind of those like dirt trails that... Yeah, the that trails, yeah, trails parallel by to the, the beach. beach Absolutely. You know, because I love where the coastline like kind of hits it and like you feel the sea breeze, but it's oh, also yeah. it's also like cooling too while you're Running also, on the sand is also just kind of tough. It is tough because, so. oh man, like putting your feet up and I'm like... But the trail is uh, absolutely next to the beach. I, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like we have some of those like tr- like beach trails that goes up to the hill and up on the mountain. Beautiful, love, love it. it. Um, all right. So my last quick hitter for you is going to be: What's one place in the world that you would like to travel to? It can be anywhere. Because I've I've been to a lot of Asian countries. Okay. Like I've been to Taiwan. I've been to Japan. Yeah. Been to Hong Kong, but you know, like even though I haven't been to Europe, I don't know if I would go to Europe by myself, but. I think one place I would like to go to, hmm, either South Korea or Singapore. Ooh, because I've I I mean I I like to go back to those like out of I the country say, though. Try to yeah. get as far away as you can, just experience other things. Mm-hmm. Soak in those like other Asian cultures. Like I love that, or even India. I I I must go to India. Mm-hmm. We're actually working on that a family trip at some point, but yeah, India is definitely on my list. Nice. So. I, I love that so much, Connor. Yeah, thank you so much for the time. You know, pardon the interruption. That was really kind of crazy. But you had you know, a great insight. And as a runner across country, um, really, really enjoy being able to sit down with you in this format and actually get to know. And I didn't realize you had such a competitive, you know, dog mentality with the running. Like, that is honestly really cool. So I'm glad I was able to sit and experience that a little bit yeah. with you. Um, Connor actually has a race tomorrow. This episode is going to be available tomorrow. So if you can... Um, you know, please just check out this, you know, check out his journey too. all of his, uh, you know, socials, things are going to be in the description. Um, hopefully, you know, Dominican goes out there and crushes, uh, in yeah. Davis and yeah, we're wishing Connor good luck out there. You have any, you know, little closing words before we wrap it up? You know, I always mention this, but you got to keep that dog mentality out there. <laughs> That's the quote. <laughs> dude, that dog mentality will take you a long way. If it took me this long. In, in my journey, it'll take you further. So trust me, just have that mentality out there. That's all. I'll tune that loud for a moment. Absolutely. Dog mentality, it was mentioned multiple times. Real big deal here. So, again, thank you so much for, you know, hopping on the episode in the dorm room. Very special. Uh, you know, please, you know, like, follow, share um, the podcast. Just keep 
supporting like you already have been. You know, thank you so much. Um, really love making these interviews happen. And if you have uh, concepts or ideas you want to hear more on the show, please DM me directly um, at True to Life Podcast or individually at Dr. Gore on Instagram. I'd love to, you know, spark some conversation there and, you know, keep helping, you know, influence and guide uh, student athletes out there. Thank you so much. And we'll talk soon.